0: Welcome to GLTs, or Good Local Tips, with Caroline Wilson and Corey Perkin, all thanks to Red Energy. They're powered by snowy hydro and 100% Australian electricity and gas. Call 131 806 for real Aussie energy.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to our GLT Good Local Tips section of the podcast, Uh, coming to you a couple of days after our 129th episode of Don't Shoot the Messenger, and I'm here with my two friends who have... Great tips galore. Caroline Wilson and Miss Jane Neald, our producer. Hi, girls.
2: Hello, Corrie. I'd better kick off to thank everyone for their bicarb soda tips, led by you, Miss Jane, to get rid of the crayfish smell out of my fridge. I actually never got around to doing it, Jane, which explains why my fridge still Still has a weird stench about
0: it. I cannot believe that there is some kind of housekeeping tip that I knew that you didn't, Carol. Oh, Jane! I'll, I'll give you a housekeeping
1: tip. Neither of you will know, and I don't want you to put. I don't want you to put me in the usual. oh, she has. She follows star signs. She's uberty boobity. When someone close to you dies, put bowls of sugar around the house. Why? I'm just saying, do it. It helps them pass over to the other side, and it is incredibly calming for you. I don't know why it works, boy, but it does. Boy, demerara that came, that came at white, white <laughs> brown. History doesn't relate. No, actually, I was told to do it after my mum died, and it's quite amazing. I, I it's quite to, amazing. Oh,
2: thank you, Kyle. I can't
1: explain why. I but, went to um, three
2: supermarkets yesterday to find flipping demerara sugar. I finally found it at Woolworths.
1: <laughs> well, I, I would suggest, given the cost of it, you don't waste it when someone close to you dies and have all the balls. Maybe just your regular white Sugar that, from that's, coals. The,
2: that's the Jeff Slattery good local tip, isn't it? When making a crumble, Demerara, mm. oh, and not, not brown. Now, Miss Jane, before you two go on with all your tips, this native posy you've brought in today, brought in today. I always get that wrong. I love these feathery things. What
0: are they? Uh, just some sort of a native grass. And I was looking, at, I mean, this can morning... I, can I tell you where she got it from, Carol? <laughs> where? Before you came in this morning, I said, oh, Jane, nice posy. Jane, would you like to reveal? Look, me? it might be some of the street council plantings in the oh.
2: vicinity of the studio. But... Cheers. Oh, what? Outside here. Outside Croc Media.
1: <laughs> shh. shh. <laughs> Gee, they I, hope, they I hope the South Melbourne council is listening to that. They are beautiful. They look, are oh, they just beautiful? They come and arrest you now, Jane.
0: No, well, they were hanging over the footpath and oh, getting. Oh, come, come on. off! Oh,
1: yeah, right. But
0: actually, Carrie, that was going to be one of my tips because, as you mentioned in in our full episode this week, you know a lot of people are watching their budget. While I wholeheartedly support buying Australian-grown flowers, especially at farmers' markets where you're getting them direct from the growers because they have been doing it tough. I went into my garden this morning with a torch at half past five trying to find flowers. Not even the camellias gave me anything. And I'm like, you know what? You don't always need flowers. My tip is to just bring in greenery. Or at the moment, I've got a magnolia tree in my garden, which is completely bare. But the structure of the branches just... On yep. one of your, you know, ISO walks or just find some but, leaves. And, and do you know
1: what I often do at this time of year, Jane? I mean, this is the Martha Stewart in me. I've gone a bit crazy, but I do it in the bookshop in the windows sometimes and at home as well. Just in a bowl, just get 10 or 15 green apples. Ah, so they'll sit there idea. quite happily for two or three weeks before they start to go a little soft. But there's nothing better than a bright burst of that beautiful yeah. apple green. Yep.
2: That, that is an action, that's really, they do look lovely, don't they? This is um, completely against what you two are just recommending, but I actually spurged on two bunches of oriental lilies about nine days ago. I tell you what, bang for your buck.
1: And hydrangeas too, Caro. You
2: buy them closed and the smell in my kitchen living area, when I walk in every day, it is just a, it. well, it's not a sight to behold, it's a smell to <laughs> behold. And they look amazing and they're still going strong. And as my girlfriend, Virginia, said, you get two weeks out of them. You, you do. But it.
1: you've got to be very careful. If you have a, a sinus or an asthma issue, it can be difficult to have the in the I was going to say house. that. The smell really is actually quite overpowering. It gets stuck in your throat. It does with me a bit. Um, girls, before I forget, I do want to mention uh, a friend, Celia Hirsch, sent this to me um, during the week. And a friend of hers, Sarah Jessup, is managing a project. Um, She's the community service coordinator at Lauriston Girls School in Melbourne. And during the lockdown, they have been doing some rather interesting things. It's a food drive. I've
2: contributed to that a few times. It's
1: a really good idea. So what happens is that um, you can just drop anything um, related to food, uh, which is non-perishable. So pasta, tuna, biscuits, packets of tea, rice, uh, olive oil, of course, which we know is quite expensive, any snacks and also nappies as well. And you drop them off at Lauriston and they then distribute to um, those less fortunate or those who are having a bit of a tough time financially during this virus. The collection date coming up is Monday the 1st of June between 4 and 5 p.m., There is a turning circle at Lauriston Girls School corner of Malvern Road and Mercer Road, Armadale. And then there's also another time Tuesday, the 2nd of June, between 8.30 and 10.30, again in the same place. So all you need to do is just gather your goodies at the supermarket. It doesn't take anything, Carol or Jane, to throw in an extra couple of tins. And then whiz over to, to them and, um, and they will distribute to those who need. I gather the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre in Footscray is one of the um, organisations. Also Southport Housing in South Melbourne, the Collingwood Neighbourhood House in Richmond, um, St Kilda Gatehouse in St Kilda. So they really are covering uh, um, all suburbs in Melbourne. So it's a fantastic idea. Well done, Lauriston and Sarah
0: and her gang. And I reckon you'd find that in almost every city in the world at the moment, there would be organisations like that. If you're listening to us from you know outside of Melbourne, just Google it, ask friends, jump on some of the major you know charities. Just put in food drive. Yep. Yeah. Did you see up.
2: Barry Cassidy's interview last week with Craig Foster?
0: No, I did Who's didn't. doing
2: one? Um, oh, somewhere in I think Redfern in Sydney the former Socceroos captain. It was a really, really interesting interview. Hey, Jane, my black grit arrived the other day. Ooh, let's talk art. You only. know how I've been getting all this gardening. <laughs> That's been my main deliveries. My, my jute bags, I've wrapped up all my leaves. Thanks, Eloise Hudson. They've been put in various corners of the garden. I've still got more to come. But this, you know, this is the one they say great for your lemon trees and all citrus and, in fact, everything. It's I ordered it from Vasili, you know, Vasily's yes. Garden Centre. There's There's a, a two-for-one deal going on at the moment. It arrives in a tub about the size of a large tub of margarine and you put, depending on the size of your tree or shrub, one tablespoon, two, three, four. I had a very happy Saturday morning walking around, <laughs> spooning my black grit. And did I see? Am I imagining it already? Some new shoots on my oh, sad wow. old lemon oh, for tree. For goodness' sake, it's been a few days. Well, Come on. Um, it's it's meant to it's meant to work like that. What about you, Jane? Well,
0: I haven't revisited my lemon tree yet, so I need to get back to Ballarat and see whether the fertilising you know fun with fertilising in the garden <laughs> with Caroline Wilson see whether the fertilising has actually worked. But I'm hoping that it is of within a couple of weeks. So good tip. Girls, I want to remind everybody just while I'm on the goodwill
1: path, and I sounded a bit like Sister Betrille now because I'm another um, world-deserving charity, the Ice Bucket Challenge is on again on the Queen's birthday weekend, Caro which is, of course, motor neuron disease, the big fight against and trying to raise money to find um, effective treatments and ultimately a cure for motor neuron disease. Saw the wonderful Neil Danaher, who is the champion of this cause, and of course a sufferer himself, did a wonderful interview with Tim Watson on the Channel 7 News the other night. Of course, there can't be any gathering of the 18 clubs involved, as there usually is, the big slide at the MCG and all of that fundraising, but it's still going ahead. The clubs are participating. I imagine social media is going to play a huge role in promoting this. And Channel 7, where it's going to be shown. Terrific. Good to know. And you can buy your beanie in advance if you want to. So you just go on to uh, fightmnd.org.au, fightmnd.org.au, and that will tell you all about it. So please support this wonderful cause.
2: And Jane Horn, one of our favourite regulars, um, has a good GLT for an ISO Saturday night. And I, I'm going to miss my ISO Saturday nights. And I'm still, well, we're still having them at our house. Where are you, you going? What
1: changes? Oh, I suppose you've got footy well, or you, something, have you? Well, you can go around and visit. You can go to a small dinner party. You can always say though, not going out this Saturday night. It well, doesn't. Absolutely. I can see you getting back into bad habits, Caro. Well, that's-
2: well, I'm I'm often stay home on Saturday night. That's my favorite. We've often Come to dinner. This. Come to
1: dinner. Come to dinner. No, yes, but, yes, yes. No, yes. but
2: what we what we said this last Remember week? We're the clearing small, the diary. The small dinner party, the six people, is yes. what the rules allow. And well, soon it'll be twenty, but I like six. Anyway, getting back to Jane Horn, she's watched um, Hugh Jackman in a movie called Bad Education. I've not heard of it. It's on Foxtel. True story of a corrupt school superintendent. Hugh says Jane the other Jane, Jane Horn. Um, like you've never seen him before And no singing and dancing So that's a tip from Jane Horn. Mm, Thanks Jane Good to hear I have a
1: good tip as well I'm in love with this podcast Called The Rewatchables Caro You would also love it It features the ringers Bill Simmons Who a lot of people listening Who listen to American podcasts And so on will know Bill And each week he has a different cast Of commentators And what they do is They discuss an iconic movie So each week they'll do a different movie They analyse every possible aspect They look at the characters they look at the great scenes, the funny lines, the director's stuff-ups, the stories behind the stories. And some of the films they've discussed um, in recent months, Back to the Future, Groundhog Day, Gladiator, Basic Instinct, All the Godfathers 1, 2 and 3. My favourite episode came up a few weeks ago, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which as you know, with the three amigos is probably one of my two or three favourite comedies in the entire universe, fe- featuring Matthew Broderick in the role. What like these guys dissect it in such an interesting way? They start off by saying, "Is this Cameron's movie or Ferris's movie?" Well, that then starts them <laughs> off, and they talk about the Fer- the two Ferrari scenes. The Ferrari scene where the um where the car t- attendants take the car, the kids leave the car, the dad's car at the parking lot. And they such a great film. And then the other scene when, "Oh, I won't say what happens, but the terrible scene at Cameron's <laughs> house." <laughs> Um, I also, um, I loved, uh, I listened the other day when I was on a long drive, I listened to them dissect the Godfather Part 2, which they said, you know, Part Part 1, Godfather Part 1 is like a pop song, and Godfather Part 2 is like an opera, um, and... As one of them said, "Godfather Part Two forces you to put yourself in the shoes of Michael Corleone, and what decisions would you make?" Which I just thought was so true. You really do. You really see this man go from goodness to badness in one movie. I love the rewatchables. I don't know whether either of you have listened to them, but Cara, no, no. particularly with your f- love of film, well, honestly, we talked the, the other day, didn't we, about um, David Stratton's columns in the
2: Weekend Australian have been. Absolutely beautiful reading and it's basically he's writing a lot now about the other reviewers doing things that are streaming and other things you can watch on um, the various um stuff you can end up watching on your small screen. But he's writing about his early cinematic experiences at his local cinema, at his local town in England growing up. And this week it was about, last week it was about Cinemascope and how his parents made him go on a holiday to Cornwall because movies only showed for one week when The Rope came out on Cinemascope and how Fox would only... That they would only do it in certain cinemas, and this cinema refused to pay for it, so it went to another cinema, the Astoria. Right, because
1: they didn't have enough reels, did they? So no. they had to move the reels around country spots.
2: And as he said, it ended up being a pretty unremarkable biblical film with um, Richard Burton and Gene Simmons, but he came back in time to see How to Marry a Millionaire. Of course, with Lauren Bacall and Betty, Betty Grable and Marilyn Monroe. Brilliant film. I love How to Marry a Millionaire. So
1: I wonder whether David could actually turn this into a collection and turn it into a book. Wouldn't that be terrific?
2: Look, he, he should. He's a wonderful writer. He's done, wonderful, right? he's done <laughs> some wonderful books and he did, another week he did about how you have to stay to the end because if you leave at the start of the credits or sometimes people have left and missed a crucial thing that happens right at the end, his columns have been absolutely beautiful. I can highly recommend them.
0: And I totally recommend watching old films like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, classic, Cory. Love that you mentioned it. We watched it about a week ago with the teenage stepkids and even Huey sort of saw a bit of it. And some of those old sort of 80s films, I don't know, there's just a lot yeah. in it for the kids Breakfast these days. Yeah. But
1: they were saying uh, the, the blokes who were talking about Ferris Bueller on the rewatchables uh, made the point, and it's absolutely right, that this is a timeless, not only yes. a timeless film, because it's that story of the teenager who everybody wants to be, let's face it, the teenager who decides he just wants to have a day off. And the extent to which he goes to WAG school, pretend to the parents that he's home in bed with the flu, it's really hilarious. It is. But it's also, as you said, a film that all ages can watch and laugh together. It's a bit like Parenthood by Steve Martin. I always think you can sit there with a six-year-old up to, you know, granny and you can all watch it together and have a great laugh. So yes, I agree with you, Jane. And go and, and please go and have a look at Casablanca again, and watch
2: Madeleine Lebeau when she gets up and starts singing the Marseillaise in Rick's Cafe, and she's been on the arm previously in the film on the arm of a Nazi soldier. And she suddenly shows her true colours. And they reckon in this book that when she died in 2016, somewhere in the Costa del Sol um, in France, they wrote that she will forever be the face of the French resistance and how much it meant in that film. Anyway, look, that would be my recommendation for the week. Go and watch Casablanca.
0: My other recommendation, as the op shops gradually start to open is to get in there, people. Um, I have had complete withdrawals from op shopping. I mean, I do it just, I have a retail sort of urge. I just go to look and prior to COVID, I'd probably go to an op shop two or three times a week maybe.
1: Well, I tell you what, Miss Jane, you're not the only one because Carol and I received a text,
0: well, I can't remember what day Anna from the op shop Last opened, Friday. Yeah, reopened her op shop. She uh-huh. had a crackerjack day. <laughs> I hope they did. I went to a local op shop in, uh, it's at one of the larger chains, I spent $90 and I reckon if I totaled up all of the prices of the designer labels and the dresses that at least, I mean, this top I'm wearing was $3 and I think I spent 90 bucks and I probably would have saved about $500 if I'd walked into a big mall and tried to buy five brand new dresses, three new black tops and a whole lot of scarves. Is that so, what you bought for oh, 90 bucks? Oh, God, yes. And then I returned the ones that didn't quite fit because their change rooms were closed. So, of course, you have to be careful. I mean, a lot of op shops staffed by volunteers or older people, so please make sure you use all the social distancing measures. I noticed, though, they've, they've removed racks so there's way more space so that you can easily... And at Anna's
1: op shop, they have put, she said she talked about plastic um, or acrylic kind of barriers between patrons or yeah, customers. Sneeze, sneeze and, guards. Yeah, sneeze Yeah. Oh, they say, what are they called? Sneeze guards? Who would have thought? Oh. If you told me a year ago, sneeze guard, i have gone. what are you talking about? <laughs> Jane, I think apart from having your own gardening show on SEN, you should have a shopping with Jane.
2: Hey, girls, it's been great to chat. So many good tips. So much to watch. So much to listen to. So much to do and we'll do it all again next
1: week. Don't shoot the messenger.
0: Thanks for listening to Caro and Corrie's GLTs. If you've got a good local tip, we'd love to hear from you. You can email feedback at dontshootpod.com.au or join us on Facebook and Twitter. It's all for Red Energy. Powered by Snowy Hydro, Red Energy are a leader in renewable energy. They're 100% Australian electricity and gas. You can give them a call on 131 806 for Real Aussie Energy. Thanks for listening.